Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. Last week, we took a look at the life of Samson. And as you may recall, Samson was born to deliver his people out of bondage. He was given to his parents. Remember, his mother could not have children. And an angel visited her and told her that they would indeed have a child. And this child was going to be special. Now, we know that all of our children are special, but how often do we know exactly what God wants them to do? We know that every one of us were put here for a purpose, and our children have been given to us and put here on this earth for a purpose. But we have to help them find out what that calling is or what their calling is. Unlike uh, Samson's parents, who were told by an angel exactly what God wanted Samson to do. He was t- they were told that Samson was going to be a Nazarite, that he would have these vows not to cut his hair, that he was supposed to live as a man of God, and that he would be helping Israel out of bondage. Now, as I mentioned, it's up to us as parents to train up the child in the way he or she should go so that they will follow the path that God wants them to follow. Now, let's take a look at Samson's parents. We know for a fact that they spent time teaching him exactly what God wanted them to do. They started from the beginning training up Samson in the way that he was supposed to go so that he wouldn't depart from it. In fact, Samson knew exactly what his vow was. He knew that he was a Nazarite. He knew that he was supposed to stay away from uh, alcohol. He knew that his hair was not supposed to be cut. He knew what the rules were. And he knew this because his parents taught him day in and day out. They knew that they were to teach Samson talking to him as he was, they were sitting in the house with him when they were walking along the way and when they were lying down and upon arising, they were teaching him according to Deuteronomy eleven nineteen. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house and when you are walking by the way and when you lie down and when you arise, Samson had been taught. Samson had been trained. He knew what he was supposed to do. 
his parents took their job seriously. Remember when the angel spoke to his mother, his father wanted to make sure he had the instructions down. And the angel came back and gave the instructions to them a second time. So we know they were working with Samson to make sure he knew what God wanted them to do. Now, let's take a look at what Samson did. The first thing that he did to go against his parents was when he came to his mother and father and told them about this lady that he saw and he wanted her. He wanted the parents to get this girl for him. Now, if you recall, the father told him, son, you need to stay away from her. Now, why? Because she is a Philistine. She is the enemy. Now, remember, he was put on this earth to rescue his people, the Israelites, from the Philistines. Okay? So what does he do? He marries this girl. He goes against what his father had told him, and he decides to marry her. And remember what some of the vows were that he had taken. As a Nazarite, it meant that he was separated and set aside for God. And this meant, remember, that he was not to drink wine or fruit of the vine. He couldn't go near or touch a dead body, human or animal, and he couldn't cut his hair. Now, though he was set apart for these special services to God, he ignored his Nazarite vows. Now, remember, he ended up killing a lion. The lion had some honey in it, and Samson got the honey. So that was one part of the vow that he touched. The animal was dead. Samson also had a problem with anger. He had lost a a riddle with some friends, and he went out. He was so angry. Remember, he went out and just started wreaking havoc all over everybody. So basically, Samson was taking this this supernatural strength that God had given to him, and he was using it for his own purposes. Remember in the story how he found 300 wild foxes or something, and he tied their tails together and burned down the village? Well, he was not doing that for God. God had given him this strength, but Samson was using it for his own revenge. In fact, there was one point where Samson even verbalized that he owed it to himself to seek revenge when somebody had done something to him. So he had a hard time controlling his anger. Disobedience, defeat, disgrace, and destruction were pretty fatal and were pretty much Samson's cohorts. 
And despite him having the spirit of God upon him, his sexual yearnings and flesh controlled his life. He was courageous before men, but he was really weak when it came to women. There are so many lessons that we can learn from Samson and Delilah. Remember, Delilah was another female that he came in contact with that was a member of the enemy. She was also a Philistine. Now, although he was born with this unbelievable potential, Samson really ended up forfeiting his life to sin. And because of sin, the deeper we allow ourselves to be influenced by glamour and the allurement from the world, from the outside world, the more blind we can become. And it's important then that you teach your children that it's not the things of the world that are important. They need to see and know what virtues they need to develop. Parents need to teach their child, both the the sons and the daughters, what to look for in a mate. And don't fall into the trap of going with someone who is totally unequally yoked. Teach them to look for someone who have the same values that you have taught them to have. Set the, the role for them so that they will want to listen and come to you for advice. And and that is going to start at a young age when they see that you care about their the things that are little and that you're willing to listen to that. As they get older, they will really appreciate and listen to you, the things that you say and know that you really care. Teach them also that their actions have consequences and that sin is sin no matter how big or small. And sin will bind us and it blinds us and then it slowly grinds away at us. And remember when we talked about how sin does not just stay with the person who's committing the sin, it will go and spread throughout the family. So teach your children that there are consequences and parents, when there are consequences to be dealt out, don't try to protect your children from it. They need to reap the consequences of their behavior, reap the consequences of their sins. It can be very difficult to see something like that happening, to see your child being uh, suffering because of some wrong that they have done. But that's the only way that it's going to stop. Don't get into this habit of bailing them out when they have done wrong. Now, it's interesting, isn't it, that God, although Samson had done these things, God still can use things that we have done wrong and turn them around to accomplish what he wants to have accomplished. So though God punishes wrongdoing, he may wait in delivering the punishment. 
Now, Samson also demonstrate that he's shallow and, as I mentioned before, that he's vengeful and that he would pout when things didn't go his, his way. And as I mentioned, at one point he said in Judges 15, 3 and 11, he said, I have a right to get even. Well, actually, he did not have a right to get even because God says, vengeance is mine. But Samson, in all his strength that God has had given him, chose to use it for himself. Now, in the end, Samson did repent. So what I want to point out here, parents, is sometimes no matter what we do, no matter how we have guided our children, they will get on the wrong path. And it can cause a lot of heartache and pain because you know you have done what God wanted you to do. But for whatever reason, just like Samson, they take the wrong turn. They end up in with the wrong crowd. But God will always, always deliver if that child has been trained in the right way. Now, we may not know it because, for instance, Samson, up until the very end, his parents, I don't know whether they were still living or not, but I do know that there were other people that knew Samson. They had no idea that at the very end, Samson had cried out to the Lord. Remember after Delilah had tricked him into telling him where his strength came from? Remember? Yeah, he had no discernment. He could not see what she was doing. But anyway, he was in prison. And when they pulled him out so that they could be entertained by him, he asked a young boy to take him up so that he could lean against the pillar. And that's exactly what this little boy did. And Samson went up and he put one hand on each pillow, pillar and he prayed, Oh, Lord God, remember me. I pray thee and give me strength only this once, O God, and help me that I may obtain vengeance upon the Philistines for two of my eyes. So he prayed out and he said, remember me. So parents, I say that to say that keep praying for your child. If your child has gone astray, or if later in the future, when you're, if your child should go astray, and that's a possibility, then don't give up on them, because God never will. And they can reach out to God and turn around just like that. Now, let's take a look at a couple of things with this, this story and some of the things that we found out about Samson. First of all, I said that it's up to us as parents to help our child find their way and to find their calling and what God wants them to do. Samson's parents knew right off because an angel told them. 
For us, it will take some prayer. It's going to take watching the child. It will take exposing the child to a number of different things and seeing where their passions lie. And of all things, parents, do not put your own desires on your child. Your child was not put on this earth to be you, number two, you. Your child was put on this earth to be himself for his creator. So you've probably seen some parents who maybe wanted to play football and couldn't. So what do they do? They push their child in that direction. So what you need to do is make sure you are exposing your child to a number of things, watching and praying and seeing where his or her strength lies and seeing what they're passionate about. You also want to emphasize and teach your child biblical principles. You want your child to know that their talent comes from God and that they need to glorify God. They don't need to go around bragging if they are exceptionally intelligent or if they can build anything with their hands. It shouldn't be I, I, I. They should always know that they have been gifted with this by their God. And various verses in the Bible can be learned to help kids stay focused on knowing that their gifts come from God. Help your child to control his or her anger. We saw what devastation occurred because of Samson. He, it didn't just stay with him. His, his uh, ex-wife and their family were burned because of his things. The um, Israelites were controlled once again because of something that Samson had done. Yes, in the end, he ended up killing thousands and thousands of the enemy. But think how much more he could have accomplished if he had done it in God's strength and in God's timing. So we certainly want to make sure we do that with, with our children. Help them to control their anger. Give them other ways to, if they're upset about something, give them ways that they can release that anger. Something, whether it's like taking a walk or exercising or talking to you about it. And once again, the important thing is they are going to learn how to control their anger by watching you. So be careful with how you demonstrate anger. Teach them to hang around with like people. They need to know and understand that the wrong crowd can rub off on them more than them rubbing off on the wrong crowd. And as I usually would tell kids, if something bad happens and they're with the wrong crowd, they could be very innocent, but they will be judged right along with the wrong crowd. So in helping your child 
with his or her calling. Think again about Samson. The nation of Israel was living in bondage, and Samson's life goal was to begin to rescue his people, the Israelites. He was a Nazarite, meaning that he was set apart to, for service to God. Unfortunately, Samson seemed unconcerned about God's objective for his life. But God used him in spite of Samson's failings. But just think how much more could Samson have accomplished if he had followed God completely? You may be called by God to do a special work. Your child may be called for a godly purpose. Pray that you don't fall short. Pray that you have what's needed to teach your child how to listen to God and how God can work through him or her. God saw Samson as a man of faith, and this is evidenced by the fact that he's listed among those in the Hall of Faith, Hebrews 11.32. And when we read through this list, we see that not any one of those people that's listed in Hebrews 11.32 was perfect. Samson was the strongest man ever to live, but his God was the one who gave him that strength. And more importantly, Samson eventually let himself be used by God. God could have used him without making him the strongest man. And he's willing to meet us right where we are right now. God is willing to meet you, the parent of your child, right where you are now. He's willing to take you where he wants you to be if you let him. He's willing to take your child right where he wants your child to be if you and your child let him. Because God wants us, God wants you to parent on purpose so that your child can be used for God's glory. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.